This is Philosophy versus Improv, where two sages try to teach each other a thing or two, and maybe you, the audience, get something out of it as well. My name is Bill Arnett, an improv prodigy, excited about learning about philosophy. I'm Mark Lintonmeyer, a philosophy lord, who is bowing down in supplication to learn improv. Each of us has come today with a lesson to show to the other. We're not going to take turns. We're not going to say what that lesson is up front. And when the lesson's done, we'll, we'll try to tell what we learned. Our judge bot will decide which lesson produced the most profound effect. I concur. Uh, we're not going to take turns. We're not going to be polite. Well, I mean, there's, if you've listened to this, there's already a pretty decent level of politeness. But in general, we're not going to be polite by our definitions. Even if we're polite to each other, we could be impolite. Oh, come on now. Oh, come on now. To the third parties? To third parties. How about we be impolite to third parties? Let's shit talk the third parties a lot. Because those goddamn third parties. I was just practicing being rude. That's what that was. You can't possibly believe that. How am I doing? Our editor, if we're being, if we're talking on top of each other, can actually disambiguate so that one person finishes before the other one starts. That's what I think. Okay, well, I'm only asking the questions. I'm only asking the questions. I want to start today. I don't even know whose turn it is. Good. I can't tell the difference between even and odd, but I want to start, which is with a scene, but I have the scene in mind. So is that the scene? Is there official scene start? We should have some scene starting music. That's fine. If you, yeah. I mean, what you made was fine. I'm ready to go at the drop of a hat. I think doodly doodly implies that this is something that's a flashback. A dream. A, f- a dream. Yeah. Okay. We'll think about this. It's more of a, hypotheticals like something it could happen in alternate maybe tomorrow (laughs) bill you thought when you went to sleep last night you would wake up in an ordinary situation in your bed but instead you find yourself in front of a track and here comes a train down the track and i think you know what's going on here there's a big switch in front of you and you have to choose and if you don't choose i will I will, uh, I don't know whether, that's not unspecified, but it's some unspecified threat I will make to you. Do you see what the choices are if you flick the switch or do not flick the switch? Are you familiar with this? First of all, I'm kind of sleep drunk right now. It's it's just so, let me, give me a second here. Yeah, try a problem. Yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, yeah, okay. Is it a problem or an opportunity? It's the trolley opportunity. I got one question for you, and then I'm just going to go back to sleep. Once I move the switch, can I move it back? Can I operate the switch more than once? When you operate the switch, uh, the thing will happen. Apparently, the, the trolley's moving pretty slowly because we have enough time to deliberate this as long as we want until you flick the switch. But I guess if you don't flick the switch, that would be one of the choices you can see that the trolley will run over oh, five people. Okay, I'm, I'm, no, I'm, I'm just saying. And if you do flick the switch, there's only one person. Can I flick it back and forth before the trolley even gets there? Can I flick the, Can I operate the switch multiple I mean, times? I mean, it... It, is that I, legal? Technically, is that legal? Do you have any coffee? Yeah, that's that's allowed. It's just if you flick it twice, it'll be back where it was in the first place. There's, it's not like you can flick it to a third spot. Let me worry about that. Okay. All right. Do you need some coffee? If I you have, have some it, coffee. That'd be here. great. We have. Well, you know, never mind. Never mind. Because I got this. I'm going to okay. solve your trolley problem and go right back to bed. Are you a demon? Are you what? What? Yes. I mean, I don't. I don't prefer that term, but I have demonic tendencies. I. I mean, but I'm giving you an opportunity here. Okay. You can be your master over life and death. So here's the plan. I'm going to stand by the switch. And after the trolley, it's got two sets of trucks. Once the first set of trucks crosses the switch, I'm going to operate the switch. 
and send the other set of trucks down the thing and derail it. Aw, fuck. That's not... All right, give it a try. All right, there's the first set of trucks. Uh, uh, There's the switch. and Screech, screech, screech. Hey, hey, what you doing to my trolley? You just derailed my trolley. Oh, my God. There were 10 people aboard that trolley that I think you just killed by derailing it. You suck big time. What? Killed by? You didn't say there were anybody on the trolley. I did. You didn't ask. Look, I beat your little trolley problem, okay? I'm going, uh, you going did, back to You thought back you beat bed. it? I beat it. On the constraints you gave me, I beat it. I didn't even have to flip it back and forth. I was worried that maybe, but yeah, I just, can I go back to bed now? Am I going, do you have my, do you have my soul? Yes, just know that you've had, I mean, I, I do own your soul now, and you have killed 10 people. Bye. And it's up to you whether this is the end of the scene. We can end it. We can end it and chat about continue. it. Okay. I'm, I'm familiar with the old trolley problem. There could be something that goes on in your dreams that's related. Anyway, we could continue that later. I don't know what thought experiment it would be, but yeah, you thought you're one of these, like, uh, let's take the thought experiment very viscerally and literally and see if I can weasel out of it in some exactly. way. Weasel out of it is, is the right word there. No, that's, um, uh, you know, it's the whole idea of like the thought experiment is trying to make you think on a larger level. But if you can just kind of derail the analogy before it even <laughs> takes hold, well, then. You're going to avoid the larger philosophical question. And so, I mean, in constructing the thought experiment, do you just have to say, no, you can't do that? <laughs> if you just want to force them, what is the purpose do you think oh, of Oh, come it? on now. Oh, come on now. This is, uh, this is uh, I mean, if you, Jerry, if you're, I'm if coming. You're, I'm on my way. I'm not, I'm not even just lollygagging. I'm coming on now. No, it's, uh, it's just our current political discourse. People like asking the most leading ridiculous questions. And then upset when someone doesn't fall. No, for they the, don't fall for that little trap. No, I, I think it's certainly asking now to restate the trolley problem. Are there more people or fewer people on the main line? I think the idea is there are more people on the main line. So if you do nothing, more people die. And you think that commission is worse than omission. You know, I'd rather just stand by because it's you, you who put them on the trolley demon or whoever mm-hmm. mustachioed person. And it would be your fault if I just do nothing. That is one of the intuitions, one of the possibilities. Well, I will definitely flip the switch if it yeah. means if it means fewer people die. I will get the COVID vaccine if it means fewer people die. But if you get the COVID vaccine, then the COVID molecules will die. The co- there's more of them than there are of us. Don't you care? Not about COVID molecules, no. I don't. I really don't. COVID viruses, it's arguable if they're even alive. If a virus is, is alive, we can, that can be a whole other discussion. Oh, Bill, you thought you had woken up, but you are still asleep. Oh, my god! And gosh. now here, you're entering another part of your dream. Hey, it's me, uh, COVID demon. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a trolley coming down the track, and there are um, 75 COVID cells on one side, and they all have, they're very cute, and they have children, and there are only three COVID cells on this side if you flip the... The switch, which one would you like to do? Would you like to let all so many more of them die? Or would you like to? Yes, that's easy. I'm going to let COVID die. I will allow COVID to die. But I think you should hear from them first. Uh, no. We're very, we're very lovely. We just want to live and grow and breathe and eat. Oh, my god! Please gosh. let us live. You we're don't. not even going to go into people. I doubt we'll that. We'll just be here on a train track. We won't even, if no one licks the track, no one, we will not enter any bloodstreams at all. You'll just be here happy. I doubt that severely. All right, so you're gonna you're gonna switch it over. No, I'm not gonna let. I'm gonna you're, let you're not gonna switch it over. I'm you're gonna let, let them all die, especially the women and children. 
I especially want the women and children of Cover to die because they have the largest opportunity to reproduce. I will let all the postmenopausal COVID survive and old men survive as well. I will kill the breeding stock. That's my plan. All right. Well, let's uh, let it go. You notice the three that you let live are very big and ordinary and will take over the world. Fuck you. You got it wrong again. Oh, okay. Are we Can I go back to sleep now? Can I go back to sleep now? Uh, all right. I mean, if, it, if it's damned if I do, damned if I don't, then, well, then why do anything? I mean, seriously, we can construct any story where I automatically lose. That's not difficult. Well, it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> I do appreciate the moral quandaries and this whole notion of action versus inaction. And can we even separate action and inaction? Or are they simply the same? To choose to not act, is that the same as acting? Is this a question you're asking of the demon? Because we never ended the scene. I'm still here. Oh, brother. Yes. Scene. Scene. All right. All right now you're awake. Go. Now you're awake. Okay. Uh, what were you saying? I didn't, I didn't hear any of that. I was in character. Okay. I, let me listen back. Is dividing action from inaction, is that even not even legal? I mean, is, how do you, is that a convenience that is hallucinatory, dividing action from inaction? So there is another variation of the thought experiment okay. that perhaps we could uh, undergo. There are no COVID creatures involved, as far as I know. Go back to sleep. Hello, it is I, the team again. Here we're on a bridge. And the uh, you can see there's only one track. There's, okay. no, there's no lever here. Okay. And there's, uh, let's say, 75 people. They're pretty far away, but they look like uh, people and not COVID germs. And there's my friend Chuck. Hey, how's it going? He's a very uh-huh. uh, large man, uh-huh. and uh, he's pretty saintly. You don't actually know much about him. He's probably uh, maybe maybe average, but uh, in order for you to stop that train from running over those many people, uh-huh. you actually have to push Chuck over the railing here. Just you have to heft up his. 375 pound of frame, mm-hmm. uh, which I think you could do. I'd even help you, but it, you have to take the lead and he will drop onto the tracks. He will certainly derail uh-huh. the train or at least stop it. And, and will, you'll save all those lives. Will you do it? Y- yes. yes oh, do it. Why, why are you doing such a thing to me, Bill? Why don't you jump yourself? Don't you think you could stop it with your own body? I don't think I'm girthy enough. I really don't. I, oh. I've been... I've been on this toast diet. I'll tell you about it later, but uh, I'm trying to lose some pounds. I don't think I have the girth to derail a trolley. Chuck, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, well, Chuck. I suppose it is my destiny as a fat person. You'll get a plaque. You'll get posthumous award, key to the city, and the love and admiration of all those people you save. Well, just know that I'm uh, only doing this because I'm too fat to move. I do not actually assent to this. You are violating my rights. Well, so screw you. Go ahead. And it worked. Oh, you saved all those people. And it looks like actually Chuck might be okay. His his girth, he sort of bounced a little <laughs> and the, the trolley hit him, but it wasn't going very fast. I mean, we were able to talk all this time while the trolley was moving. Clearly, it was not exerting a lot of force. So things worked out for you. Damned if you, you know, not damned under any circumstance. Let me put it that way. I guess either way, you would have been damned. You would have been damned if you didn't, but because you did, aces. And again, philosophy guys. Yes, okay, now we can talk. I think the, the action or inaction part is secondary and follows the choice part of the equation. And the fact that one choice has action or one choice has inaction is kind of a, I don't want to say a red herring or is less important, but 
I think the idea is, do I want those deaths on my hands? And I could say, well, me actually killing this guy certainly puts that death on my hands. But then again, me knowing I had the opportunity to save lives, I could argue puts those deaths on my hands either. But below action or inaction is the choice to action or inaction. And I think that's the crux of this thing. And I would like to think most people would choose whichever path, action or inaction, would save the most lives. Oh, Chuck is getting oh, up. Oh my gosh! And now the, tr- the so oh, everyone, his, uh, everyone survived. It, everyone survived. It, Perfect. No, Chuck is getting up. He survived, but yet his action frees the trolley, and which sails forward. His girth was holding it back, and it has killed everyone anyway. So uh, your action had no effect. Welcome to life. Welcome to life. Gee whiz. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying, though, Mark. You know what I'm saying. But this whole thing about like, does action and inaction are both predicated by a choice? I think, though, that playing around with the outcome here, though, because it doesn't seem like when you're going to take an action that you don't really know. We're never in this kind of situation. And so in the face of unknown, wouldn't you maybe like, you know, you have to do some reasonable risk assessment. But if you really just don't know, as I think is more often the case than not, shouldn't your actions be dictated by something other than what you think would benefit the most people. I mean, like choosing to pursue a life of improv comedy, bringing joy to the world versus choosing a life of becoming a physician and saving people directly. That's a, who knows how those are going to work out. Probably you'd save more people. You'd bring more net joy into the world through becoming a doctor. Do you think it was immoral for you not to become a doctor? Laughter is the best medicine. Ah, I'm going to trot that out, trot out an old, I'm sure it's in the Bible somewhere. That'll give it some credibility. You got to wear one of them clown noses when you're a doctor and then you patch Adams. You can hit both. Yep. There you go. No, I I know what you're saying. The second we start parsing which job is better than which job, I think it's just kind of, that's a dead end. It doesn't lead to anyone's, anyone's joy or happiness. So let me, let me, without doing another scene, because I don't want to drag this out, but there's another variation I heard, which is a dictator. has kidnapped you and has a bunch of people that he wants to, uh, you have the choice. Either these 10 people will be executed by his firing squad, or you personally have to put a bullet in the head of this one person. Which is it going to be? I think the other thing too, is that like in those moments, I would probably cry and wet my pants. I mean, let's just be perfectly clear. If I saw a trolley barreling down to some people, uh, you know, in that moment, ah, holy crap, you know, I, I probably would be frozen into inaction. And sometimes these things kind of don't take that into account. Or just bat around whatever, if there's a lever in front of me, I'm probably going to mess with it. Yeah. How does this work? Somebody, somebody do something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> help you, me, help. And so there was a thing on the internet of this like out of control sideshow ride, circus ride. That was one of these swinging things. And it was like the whole base of this thing was swinging and a bunch of people ran over and just kind of leaned on the side of this, you know, carnival ride and, and stabilized it. And that was pretty crazy. But again, people are kind of look, it was just one person ran over and did. And other people are like, oh, that's a good idea. I bet that. And then, and then a bunch of people ran over and then a, a few people just kind of walked over and just kind of lackadaisically <laughs> added their weight. But anyway, and they all got COVID. They all got COVID. It was a super spreader. Once you all gathered together, as the as the swinging ride went past, someone coughed and just crop dusted that whole crew of people holding the thing down. Back to the dictator. I mean, again, yes. If I could freeze time and think about it and meditate on it and pray on it and think, I would probably kill that one person to save those lives. 
I think a lot of it depends on the specifics of the way it was set up. Sure. And I would be more likely, and I've thought about this in sort of, you know, saw sort of situations <laughs> that are like this, that I would just say, you are the asshole who set this up. Whatever happens here is on you. If you're like, oh, look what you made me do. Yeah. You didn't follow my directions. I must kill a hostage and I must keep killing. I would say, no, that's you killing hostages. You screw off. But of course, if the one I would be saving was my child or something, then like, yeah, okay, I'm maybe going to do some horrible stuff, some nick of time level stuff to uh, reference that highly well-known and well-regarded movie where uh, somebody does something in the nick of time. There's some hostages involved. Here's what they don't know about me. I am really good at karate. And once they give me that gun to shoot the other innocent person, I'm immediately just going to go crazy Hollywood karate on everybody and then shoot the dictator person. And then everyone will, that's, that's what I would do. So, you know, where's, there's your moral quandary, you know? So the reason to not shoot the one person, this is, so I had heard this as a counterexample to utilitarianism, to the idea that you should always do, whether it's commission or omission, you should always do what helps the most people is, there's something about your personal integrity that you're not the kind of person who hefts someone over a ledge or shoots someone. And so that is an overriding consideration for just merely maximizing the goodness. And if you were a, a kick-ass karate master, then that would be, you know, entirely consistent with your character and your personal integrity to go ape shit on the whole thing, even if that results in everybody dying. Yeah. Let's stop for our first ever sponsor break. St. John's College is for undergraduate and graduate students who seek meaning in their lives, who ask hard questions of themselves and their world, and who dare to free their minds. In small discussion-based classes, students grapple with fundamental questions that confront us all as human beings and engage with influential works by some of the world's greatest writers and thinkers from Homer, Plato, Euclid to Nietzsche, Einstein, Wolf, and Baldwin. This strong commitment to collaborative inquiry and to the study of original texts makes St. John's College a particularly vibrant community of learning, where students participate in lively discussions and immerse themselves in translating, writing, demonstrating, conducting experiments, and analyzing musical compositions. Through this, they learn to listen deeply and across perspectives, and to speak and reason with precision. Explore 3,000 years of human thought in just four years, or two for graduate students, on campuses in Santa Fe, New Mexico, and Annapolis, Maryland. Learn about our undergraduate and graduate great books programs, including online graduate options, at sjc.edu slash improv. Now let's get back to it. When we were younger, there were a lot more war movies, and G.I. Joe, and War Toys, and Greatest American Hero, and G.I. Joe, the Greatest... Not the TV show, The Greatest American. That's I, actually I, a terrible I, example. It's American Hero, a example, you know, where he's constantly shooting people. Real American Hero. I'm sorry, G.I. Joe was the real American hero. Ah. Uh, not the greatest. I mean, great relative. But I think people have decided that violence, particularly guns, are probably not good or right. So now superhero movies are filling the void. But I think what people kind of miss is that they still have that same underlying moral nugget, which is violence will solve problems. And they can fret over it all they want. And like, oh, we really, no, oh, we should really, should. yeah, well, we just blew something up. You know, not always a lot of concern. They, they got to make the problems so horribly, galactically huge that violence is the last recourse or last resort. However, when violence is the last resort in every movie, in multiple situations, <laughs> it's like, man, we get right down to the bottom of the barrel often. 
Now, I enjoy a good shoot 'em up. I understand that, and I and I can parse the two in my life and enjoy violence and whatnot, and not commit it myself. But I just think there's some word I'm looking for when you say one thing and do something else. Talking about integrity, hypocrisy over superhero movies somehow being morally superior to war movies. Yeah, I don't know if it's the fantasy element added to it makes it seem this has got to be a metaphor. It's so bizarre. <laughs> Although now you've got this picture in my head of William Catt, the greatest American hero, flying the way he doesn't know how to fly and all flailing around with a gun, <laughs> spraying bullets into a giant crowd. I think that is a reboot that I want to see. Well, you know, I mean, to go back to this Charlie Problem dream scene, my character did not want to be there. Would it have made any difference if my character wanted to be there? I think that would have been a totally, yeah, have the opportunity. I, I was being the demon tempting you. Can we do that scene? Can you wake me up and I want to be woken up by a demon? <laughs> hey, uh, I'm, I'm a demon. I'm waking you up. Holy crap. You're a, you're a demon. Are you yeah. really? Oh, Have you, my Do you know what's God. going on here? Do you see that trolley over there? You see them people there? You see that stick there? Oh, you're, gonna, you're testing me. You're testing me. I'm totally testing you. Oh, oh man. And there's, uh, there are stakes here. Just so you know, there's uh, wow. things about your planet that will be decided based on what you choose here. Whoa, uh, whoa. Do you want to flip the switch and uh, uh, kill a smaller number of people? Let's say three. And uh, they, they have COVID-y looking faces. They might have, uh, or do you want to let a larger number of people die by doing nothing? Wow, wow. I never thought this would happen to me. Can I just say that right now? I never thought I would be in like an actual hypothetical situation. It's not hypothetical anymore, is it? I mean, it's just that you were, you were praying oh, that this would happen before gosh. you went to sleep. I mean, I, you wished upon a star. Like, why would this not happen? Of course, we're going to let you make choices about life and death in a dream-like situation. Oh my, is it even a dream really, you know? Oh, this is crazy. Uh, I mean, this is crazy. What am I going to do? I don't want to reveal that. The inner nature of these uh, beings that you may or may not kill has, has to be remain unknown. You just know that there are more of them on the side that have, you know, will, will be destroyed if you, if you leave the thing alone. Okay. Um, but there are stakes. There are stakes having to do with you. Maybe you won't wake up at all, depending on what you choose. It is important. What is ever goes going on here is vitally important. You know that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so much pressure, but you know. I'm up for it. I'm up for it. Okay. I've been on social media. These things float all over social media, you know, and I guess it's time for me to put my money where my mouth is, right? Okay. All right. Mm, all right. It's a trial. $10 on the first choice. $10? There's money on this too? Yes. Well, I mean, $10. Yeah. If you get it right. All right. Um, classic trolley problem. I'm going to switch the rails. I'm going to switch the rails. I will put three deaths on my head, and I will go to my grave with that burden, and I will accept that burden. I really will. All right. You get the $10. That was the correct answer. <laughs> uh, it is continuing down the road. You know, actually, Easy it money. hasn't quite reached those three people. You can bet that $10 and get perhaps 20 back, or you could lose the whole thing if you want to choose the identities of the people on the on the track, and I there are some parameters here. So they can't be uh, Hitler. They can't be uh, Mother Teresa. Uh, well, actually, Mother Teresa is okay. Okay, uh, but yeah. So you have to choose some people you know, in fact, to be those three people who are currently uh, alive. Yes, you can't kill already dead people. Okay. That wouldn't be All too right. cool. Well, this is this it changes everything, and this is like this is like a Monty Hall thing going on here. This is crazy, and I'm all in a dream, man, man. Okay. I mean, you ate like two pizzas before you went to bed. Like, you're going to get some pretty this is intense yeah, dreams. That was dumb of me. I had the regret slice. You know, you have like three slices and it's like, man, I sure could use another one. But then that, that, that fourth one's going to make me sick. 
That's the regret. You know it before you even eat it. Ah, okay. Well, but you're not regretting because it's giving you this dream. The pepperonis are driving. Which anyway, I'm loving. Good, which good, I am loving. Make, make your I choice. I am loving this thing. So you might regret it in the morning when you, okay. you hit the bathroom. But right now, this seems like you're on a net positive. Is Donald Rumsfeld dead? He is definitely dead. Ah, nuts. Nuts. Okay. And when I say you can't pick Hitler, you can't pick Trump either. Okay. I'm just, it's just a Hitler type. Troy Richards was a bully to me in junior high school. And he's doing some kind of like shady fly by night gold sales thing, which is probably a scam. So that person, that person. Okay. All right. Well, there he is. There he is on the track. Uh, He's waving at you. He seems to be very upset. Good. Uh, Who who else you got? Person number two is an old man in hospice. Okay. All right. And no particular one. All right. You pick. Should we just fill out the remaining two spots with old men from hospice? You can fill out all the spots with old men from hospice. All right. All right. Uh, there's Statler and Waldorf there. They're in a hospice and, uh, they, you know, they don't have time, much time left anyway. And they're, uh, hey, that's a terrible choice you made. Oh, why are you doing Hey, he should choose himself next time. Oh, their jokes suck. Statler and Waldorf suck. Can I have a word with Mr. Statler and Waldorf? Is that okay? <laughs> Please. Um, fellas, let me just say, um, I'm sorry for doing this. You guys were a huge, huge part of my growing up and my sense of humor and what that means and whatnot. And having you guys in that theater booth meant a lot to me and a lot to a lot of people. And the writing's on the wall. You know that. I know that. We all know that. And if there is anything that would cement your legacy, it's going to be the sacrifice. And I'm sorry that I'm doing it. And I hope you will understand. And I'm really going to be sad that I'm the one that did it. But I just wanted to say that. Well, I really appreciate your sentiment. Boo, I don't appreciate that sentiment at all. Your beard is ugly. <laughs> you too. Always at it. Always Here at it. Here comes the thing. All right, we've got the $20 riding it. And, oh, you should have known that this was one of those, uh, you know, like the button button kind of things. And you thought you were picking these uh, other people, but actually it's your wife and kids. Sorry. Oh. Uh, you've lost the $20. And let's just let you wake. Eh, that's traumatic enough that we should wake you up now. And so you wake. We... <laughs> I wonder if are my wife and children alive? Yes. Okay, okay. What a shock though. But they're very mad at you for killing them in your dream. <laughs> I was de- in that one. I wanted to be in that situation. And we got, you a very, did. we got a very different scene. Yeah. Where was there to go with that in terms of that? You had the enthusiasm. You, I, I really liked your speech to the people that you, to Staller and Waldorf. You didn't have a similar speech to your bully of any sort. Zero. <laughs> Not a, uh, I realized that we were young people at the time and you're probably more mature now. But given that I have to pick somebody, I think that there's a divine justice in you for your actions in the past. But I, I hope you've had a chance to square things up. Anyway, I'm, I'm writing your <laughs> script for you. That would have just dragged out the scene, perhaps. Can you tell me more about that choice and how you were interpreting the uh, being excited to be there? Well, one thing that's interesting is if I'm and again, this is not a choice of judgment, better or worse. But in life, we are either are where we want to be or we where we don't want to be. And something is keeping us there. And that's just true. Full stop. That's just true. If you are currently where you don't want to be and nothing is keeping you there, you will move. You will do something else. And that's <laughs> that's kind of how life works. Sometimes if you're feeling a little depressed, you might be in a place you don't want to be in front of the TV eating Pringles, but you still do it. Anyway, I think what's interesting about when someone has that with energy, like I kind of want to be here energy, that you end up moving quickly through problems and things because no one is offering resistance. Whereas in the earlier scene, when I was offering resistance, 
to what was going on, we didn't get very far. Now, not getting very far was still entertaining and still interesting. And that journey along the way and me trying to short circuit your whole thing, you know, it's like there is some humor in there as well. And on the flip, being a willing participant as a character means that, you know, we can actually move a little faster through things, but it also means, you know, do we even want to do that? And many times in improv, people feel like the with choice or the pleasant choice, the non-confrontational choice is always the better choice or always the superior choice. I certainly don't feel that way, but we can certainly, (laughs) I don't know, last week we kind of looked at scenes and kind of like gauged or gave them their fingerprint. Another way to easy way to fingerprint improv scenes is this, are the participants, do they want to be here or do they not want to be here? That's a great way to fingerprint those things. Yeah, well, that was very well demonstrated. I think we've hit the normal end of the sure a lot of time here. And I feel like you just told me, and I don't mind this at all. <laughs> this was an unconventional, you know, what the lesson was more clearly than I could spell it out. <laughs> was there something else to it that I was supposed to get that was implicit? Or did you just say it? There? I kind of I said it. But this idea of with and against. You can even say in every situation we are in life, we are either with the other person or you're against the other person. Your boss comes in to talk to you, ask you a question, and you just, you know, you don't want whatever they're going to say. The second they walk, look, next week, no, the answer is no. You know, you already know the answer is no. So the whole time they're explaining it, you're just like, how can I make sure my answer is no based on whatever it is they're asking me? As opposed to a scene where it's your buddy pops his head over the cubicle. Hey, bro, lunch is like, yes, I am with you. I don't care what you say. I don't care what you, where you want to go. We're going. So it's it's just kind of an observation from life. And uh, if we're going to make improv look like life, or if we like improv or that style that looks lifelike, well, then we got to play by life's rules. And I think with and against is one of one of life's rules. And speaking of life's rules, I think we were also pretty explicit today about the philosophy <laughs> right from the start. But there was a point that I was trying to push you toward, which I'm not quite sure you admitted. A downside of utilitarianism? Yes. Can you say more about that? What you think the the criticism of utilitarianism is? I don't think I can because I'm not sure if I see the merit in it. All right. What <laughs> I was trying to get you to is there is a point at which you would not straightforwardly choose the thing that there we will, go. will yeah. choose the most. It's you know, my family. And you or something, did admit yeah. to it when you were talking about it's your family. That's a good example. Yeah. And that's a belief that like one of the prime things in utilitarianism is that each person counts as one. Yeah. So, yeah, if it's your family and you think like they count as you more. should, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and that is very much a part of this whole idea of uh, your personal integrity. It's not just like, am I the kind of person that would kill somebody like that is definitely an important part of it. But it's also just like, what is my positionality? Like, who do I love? What are my projects? And you did admit it in the case of the job thing. Yeah, that like we don't make decisions with our whole lives, yeah. hopefully based purely on utility, because then like we would all just be these selfless jackasses, like not actually trying to do anything that we want to do, because as long as I can make two people happier than, you know, then I would be happy fulfilling my life's dream, then I should definitely do that instead. And that's the whole thing about you take any philosophy to the extreme and it's going to fall apart. Every nature is quote unquote perfect. Every creation of God, however you want to define that, we can call that perfect. But every creation of man is imperfect. Every creation. And and any philosophy is a creation of man. Any of these things, us trying to explain nature, are all imperfect in, in some regard. And hopefully, as time goes on, our perceptions and philosophies will become more perfect. 
and more detailed and whatnot. But anything taken to the extreme, we can find holes in. And that can be a bit of a gotcha too sometimes. Oh, so what you're saying is, AOC, that we should just take all the money from people by force and give, no, you know, it's like, oh, you're that label. Well, if you're that label, then you also must believe that da-da-da is true. Oh, you're a, a libertarian, huh? Well, then you must believe that murder is right if you have a bigger gun. You know, it's like, that's another gotcha thing that drives me bananas. Does that make sense? You don't be familiar with the gotcha I'm talking about? It does. And this is a dangly thing that I think we could make another topic out of for a future episode or several. The second someone chooses to label themselves is the second they open themselves up to a critique of the worst aspects of that label taken to the most ridiculous nth degree. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. And certainly in doing moral philosophy, like you study these different types and you kind of come to the conclusion as a student, like, well, they all have good points and I should mix them up in some interesting way. You know, but that's the very short. Yeah. It doesn't mean you shouldn't go through the exercise. Uh, hey, the judge bot is just spilling out this paper. I see it's falling near your feet this time. Yes. Why don't you see what the judge bot? I, I read the paper after last time. Let me just say, and uh, some of what it was saying was I was calling it the judge bot 3000 and it wanted to make it very clear. This is the judge bot 5000. The judge bot 3000 was a pile of crap and it was so offended that I was calling it that. That was part of the reason it was uh, making those noises and, and really giving me a hard time in the last week. So I've got that right. Go ahead. I think when it comes to judge bot 5000 and the whole notion of it's downloading your data and sending it to China, what makes judge bot 5000 better is it can do that without you ever finding out. It's so much better. It's so much better at mining your data. And I think that's just, you know, we just can't sell it short. Philosophy. You were hopefully profoundly changed by all those uh, dream experiences. I know it was uh, not quite the ghosts of Christmas. Did we have three of them? I think that that's going to count as the ghosts of Christmas. One of those actually happened to you in the past. One is happening right now and one will happen in the future. Well, I'm going to go kiss my my wife and kids right now when this is done. Yeah, please do that. Let them know that I like. In fact, everyone listening at home. Just pick up the phone, pick up the damn phone and tell someone you love that you love them. Don't commit the act of omission. Commit the act of commission. Hold the door for somebody at the shopping mall. Do people still go to shopping malls? Hold the door for somebody. Or if you're not really close, and this includes if you see them approaching the door, I want you to run up to the door as fast as you can. Push them aside so that you can hold the door open for them. Make sure to do that. They need to know that you are thoughtful. And if they don't perceive that you are thoughtful, aggressively thoughtful, then why even do anything? Before they even have a chance, yell, you're welcome. Yeah, really, really turn up the snot. All right, that's enough of this. I enjoyed learning from you today, Bill. And I enjoyed learning from you today, Mark. Swang. Scene. Hope you enjoyed the show. Get more at philosophyimprov.com. If you want to support the show and not have to hear any more commercials and get our post-game segments where Bill and I and sometimes guests will elaborate on some things that came up in the episode, reflect on the future, and share our recommendations in the philosophy and comedy worlds, you can see options to do that at philosophyimprov.com slash support. Thanks. Bankrupt. 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 Bankrupt.